You are listening to the Right to Be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hey, hey there, this is Annie Alexander and welcome to the podcast, the podcast that does not have a new name yet. So I'm not going to mention right to be read because uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm going through a major pivot and I'm rebranding and changing many things. Uh, I have a quite long um, episode about this solo piece which is the previous episode so if you haven't listened to it yet please check it out the episode before this one episode 156 which means that you can get it at www.annealexander.com backward slash 156 and you'll get there so you will know all the details about why I'm changing the direction, what will be the change, how it will impact you, the Right to be Read podcast listeners. And in fact, you know, I, I explained there that it won't impact you that much because where I go is a place um, and direction that you will most probably like to join me as well. And part of those changes have been also the really awesome group that is gathering around uh, an online community that I'm, I'm founding. And uh, again, it has no name yet because I want the name of the podcast and the name of this community to be the same. So I'm still waiting for proposals from listeners to see what we come up with. So as, as I mentioned, just go back to anialexander.com backward slash 156 and you have the solo episode plus the text, the transcription of the episode. So you can go through that and see all the details. Meanwhile, the online community, although it's not yet completely launched. So I'm, I'm doing a, like a soft launch with uh people who are already from my community and um you can get all the details of those on my website annealexander.com and go to join us from the main menu from the upper menu so basically um if you are someone who struggles with establishing your brand online and growing your audience and if the things you've tried up to now did not work and you are ready to give up, which I almost was just a few weeks ago, then you're at the right place. Um, we will take care of you. You will get knowledge, encouragement, accountability, and inspiration. So check that out. AnnieAlexander.com backwards slash membership is the membership site with all the details. AnnieAlexander.com backwards slash 156 is the previous episode where I talk about all the things uh, and the changes. So check that out too. And it's it's really sort of, you know, uh, I, I'm really happy that the membership that I'm putting up together has already 15 members, 15 awesome people. And I I'm really think that we're going to make an amazing place out of it so um i guess that's it for the things that are coming up now i still have an interview 
for you today and uh, I chose this one to air now in this transition period because it will be relevant both for the Right to Be Read podcast which is changing and for the new one which is coming up. So uh, today I'm talking to Kim Summers and she helps men and women find their passion and purpose, develop and design it, forget the fear and move forward with positive communication, action, confidence and success. So she does this through coaching, speaking, mentoring and consulting. And Kim is also the number one best-selling author of Getting Your Life to a 10 Plus. But What's most important uh, and most impressive to me is I didn't know all this when I was introduced to Kim. The way I was introduced to her was, oh, this is Kim and she is a confidence coach, which sort of, you know, made me think, oh, what is that? So today we will be talking about confidence. We will be talking about the different things that Kim does in order to make people more confident in order to achieve bigger things. So let's dive into the interview now. Hello, Kim. Welcome to the Right to Be Read podcast. I'm happy to have you over. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. We've actually tried to speak a few months ago when I was back in Armenia. Uh, the internet connection was against us. So hopefully today it will work out because... <laughs> Because I was really looking forward to do this interview. Uh, and I was accused by many that I don't interview enough women. So it's really nice to have you over as a woman. Oh, too. <laughs> very nice. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't do it on purpose. But looking back at my interview kind of, you know, inventory, it's sort of, <laughs> it's preliminary man in oh. there. So. Okay, so we, we're changing that slowly, but we're changing that. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I was really impressed with everything you do, to be honest, because I sort of, you know, follow you online and I see all these nice events you're at and, you know, the speaking photos and you encouraging so many people and, and uh, sort of, you know, helping them with their confidence. So maybe we can start by you explaining what you do exactly and how did you get there? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And confidence is really huge. Um, I really believe that confidence and loving yourself, having the foundation of really truly loving who you are, it forms that foundation so that you're able to wake up fulfilled and connect with others more powerfully from the heart and be able to move towards what you really want in life and be a successful go-getter. And even if you want to live a simple life, you're much happier because you have that foundation of confidence and self-love. And I didn't always have that much confidence. You know, as a as a kid, I had some experiences with bullying. And when I was a young adult, I was in an abusive relationship. And I, I started out listening to Jim Rohn and seeing him for the first time at age 18. And he was one of the greats in personal development. He's a great author as well. Um, 
And so I got to start being introduced to personal development and personal growth. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. This is helping me. I'm learning to set goals. I'm learning to love myself more. And so through the years, I did that. And it's funny because I wasn't always, you know, now I'm a, a coach and a confidence expert and a speaker and an author. And, and I wasn't always that. My background is actually entertainment. I did a lot with modeling, acting, um, hosting things, producing things in the entertainment industry. And then I also worked in the field of special education where I worked with adults and children with different disabilities and helped them with a lot of behavior issues and and learning different things. And so I had quite a unique, different background along with studying personal development. And I started life coaching on the side and I realized I was really good at it. And I, I looked at it more like a hobby and I started to realize that the entertainment and the special education wasn't my absolute passion. And so I started to pray. There's a book called um, uh, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. And she's amazing. She was a prolific women, women transformational leader back in the 1920s, 1930s. And she says, pray for your perfect self-expression. And so I prayed for that over and over and pretty soon started taking more and more programs, certifications, and ended up stepping into speaking and life and business coaching as my full purpose and letting go of everything else and really mm-hmm. and really feeling like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So that was officially in early 2010. Um, but but at, at that time, I had already been life coaching for about eight years on the side. Okay, I see. So basically, I mean, it, it's interesting because uh, we have many listeners who who would eventually like to to transition completely and become full-time writers and obviously I you know I like the fact you mentioned that it took you eight years because many people sort of you know are very attracted to this overnight success theory which usually you know is not really overnight <laughs> so yes. so uh how uh I mean, besides the time that it took you to transition completely, uh, what else did it take you? I mean, how how was the process? Uh, How did you manage to finally do it? Yeah, and I love what you said about overnight successes because I think that that's probably only 2 to 5%, if that, of the whole entire population. I mean, it's really rare because if you look back and you go, okay, from – from ages one until whatever you are right now, 20, 30, 40, whatever, um, you look at everything you've done, a lot of times you'll see clues or different things that you can use to apply to whatever your life purpose is or to whatever your passion is and and many times to writing or to coaching or whatever you may do. And so I realized that everything I did with entertainment and special education helped me so much like it taught me you know, marketing myself and branding. And I learned how to get sponsors. And I did a lot of writing with the stuff I did in entertainment. And with special education, it was behaviors, which is what I do when I'm speaking and coaching. And so it all ended up coming together like, wow, I have more experience than I even realized. But for me to truly figure it out, I took more classes and seminars. And I really feel that if you're still searching, that's a great way is to take things you're interested in. Like even if you don't know it's going to be something you're going to use for a career, but you just have intrigue or passion about it, take a course, take a class, um, meet with people that are in that field, meet with other authors, you know, maybe meet with other people in topics that you're interested in. And pretty soon it does all come together. You just have to have patience and faith 
And it, it day by day, it just kind of all comes together and you, you step into it and go, wow. And, and I've heard this from a lot of people and I agree. There are those days where you wake up and you, you, you take it all in and you breathe it all in and you go, oh, I've done all of these things. I'm actually living it now, you know, or <laughs> I, I had a day. I remember I had a day where I actually woke up and went, I feel like I'm 100% confident finally. Like I actually feel that. And so it, it, it is doable. And I, I love to be able to walk the talk of it because that way people see it and have hope and can believe it instead of someone who's just, you know, preaching from what they've read. But, but someone who's actually living it can be proof for others, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you talk about taking classes, meeting people, etc. I think like, you know, there is a preliminary stage to that. You, you have to reach, you know, that stage when you are confident enough to sort of to, to, to go and meet people and say, I mean, we've been talking about this on our podcast uh, many times, like, there are many people who write and write since a long time, but they're not if they don't even feel comfortable saying that they are writers. So it's it takes, I mean, that's yet another process going through that to reach the realization that they really are because they they, they are practically writing. So um, so it, it comes to writer's jobs, it comes to these thoughts about how bad the writing is, how it will be perceived, you know, whether they will fail if they publish their writings or not, and stuff like that. So uh, I'm sure that you, your audience has similar issues. Um, what are like, you know, is, is there a way like what what should be done to overcome that? Because eventually, you know, if you if you don't know what to do and if you don't get the encouragement from outside, most probably you will end up being stuck there for quite a long time. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I know you all out there know people that say, oh, someday I'm going to write that book. And you see them five years later and they say, yes, yeah, someday I'm going to still write that book. Yeah. And and they have the dream, but they're so scared, the fear is holding them back. And so I think to get over that, you know, it's like anything you, if you haven't done it before, even if you are a confident person, there may be some uncertainty and fear because you don't know what to expect, you know, and you, you can, you can work on yourself and turn that into excitement or childlike curiosity and think, okay, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I may you know, fail five times. But what that's going to do is show me what I did wrong and show me how to improve it and keep trying again. You know, many authors out there like like Mark, I, I personally know Mark Victor Hansen from Chicken Soup for the Soul series. And Mark and Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield, they had to submit their books to a hundred different publisher companies before they got a, a yes. And so, so many people were giving them horrible feedback on their books. And so I think pushing yourself to try, even though it's uncomfortable, but the number one thing that I feel really has helped, and I've done a lot of research on this, is even the people that are the most introverted and the most scared get in the habit of asking for feedback from others, whether it be on a little teeny Facebook group where you feel comfortable and you just give them a paragraph and say, hey, I would love you to private message me your thoughts on this. And that way there's not that much risk. You're not doing it face-to-face -face with people. If that terrifies you, then find five to seven people that you know, like, and trust, family members, friends, people that you work with, and just say, 
what do you think of this? How do you think that I should present myself? What are my gifts and talents? What are some things you feel I need to improve on? And I found that the more feedback we as humans get, the more we're able to shine because we say, oh, now we know how the world is seeing us. Now we're able to start to own our uniqueness and gifts and talents. And it helps you. You know, my husband is an attorney. And he's very confident and he can go into the courtroom and and argue and win cases. And I said, don't you get afraid? You know, don't you get intimidated? And he said, no, after years of people telling me that I'm doing a great job, I know that when I walk into a courtroom, people are seeing me that way. Maybe there's 10% who don't, but for the most part, now he knows how people see him. And that's the same thing for writers. The more feedback you get, you're going to know how your writing is coming across and who your audience is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. So basically, it's, it's just, you know, it's something that you, if you want to get there, you have to overcome and eventually make this first scary step, because there's just no other way to get there. You you have to, um, to just move forward and, and, and get there because otherwise you you may end up you know having these doubts over and over again and and it's very um sad not to share your stories with the world if you've written them already right definitely i think too just doing for some people they get overwhelmed by saying oh i need to do these 10 big things instead of just giving themselves credit for doing one small thing like maybe you write one or two pages you send it to one friend for feedback and that's already very daring for you, then pat yourself on the back and say, wow, I did it. And then try something a little bit harder the next day. And then for those people that are very outgoing already, then maybe you want to challenge yourself with something bigger, like joining a writer's group or a mastermind or submitting it to a magazine or whatever, you know? And so you can gauge on what you're comfortable with and take baby steps that way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you mentioned something when you were telling your story about marketing and branding yourself. And I I truly believe that authors are personal brands. And these days, they can't really uh, ignore the marketing part. So the times when they dreamed about just writing and doing nothing else besides that are gone. So now even successful authors are involved in the marketing and they should be. So um, how, how do you figure out actually what your personal brand should be about and how to showcase that. Yeah, definitely. It would be really different for everyone. And I, I know there are those, like we said, they're, they're those terrified people that it's they're very introverted. It's not their thing at all. And for someone like that, you know, you may need to hire someone to do the PR and the social media and the marketing because it's just so uncomfortable for you. But other people, it can be learned But it is pushing yourself a little and getting comfortable with loving and owning who you are and getting to that confident place because you're putting yourself out there constantly and you have to start to look at it more like you're offering a service. Whatever you are good at, you're offering that to the world. You're offering your friendship to the world. You know, and a lot of it is done nowadays through social media, you know, through Facebook and Instagram and and calls, you know, and and podcasts and web series and, and all kinds of things. And, you know, hopefully media and, you know, TV shows and stuff like that. But I think that the best way to figure out what your brand is, is to look back and say, okay, over the last five years, who has been my audience? What are the most common topics that I've been really good at? Um, so, So for an author, it may be 
what were the last five things that I wrote? What were they about? What was the topic? And what are the people that are reading this? Who are they? What are they like? And it starts to get you in that niche of, okay, this is my subject matter. This is my usual audience. It doesn't mean you always have to stick to that, but it definitely helps you with branding and marketing and what to focus on. For me, for example, I do a lot of different things. I actually mainly do business coaching in addition to the confidence coaching. And so I had to pick something that was a big niche that would stand out. And so I listed, you know, 30, 40 things that I do. And the thing that I help people with the most was confidence. So I decided to focus on that the most for my branding. But then in addition to that, I brand all kinds, you know, I go along and say, oh, today I worked with this group of 10 women and we worked on goals and helped them be go-getters in their business. And you just find different ways to put yourself out there. And, And luckily with books, you can use the book a lot. You don't always have to use pictures of yourself. You can use the book as the brand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very interesting. So... Basically, um, since you mentioned that you're also a business coach, I mean, uh, we, we, when we are branding ourselves and we, when especially we talk about personal brands, we talk about actually getting personal with your audience, engaging with them and being authentic. And uh, I, I was just wondering, um, how do you keep the balance? Because, you know, obviously you don't really want to be that open and to sort of, you know, to share your personal life. And, you know, there are some things that you really don't don't, don't want to share with your audience. Uh, where is that? Ba- is there such a thing like a balance or and, and how to figure it out? Yeah, I, I think with authors, it's easier to not um, have to do that because you're selling your product, you're selling your books and you're selling what the books are about, and unless the book's about you, you don't have to brand yourself quite as much. I think having, you know, when you when you do go out in public, you know, maybe to book launches or, or book signings or on social media especially, I think putting some personal in, you know, showing some personal pictures, maybe mixing business with personal. So, oh, hey, today I traveled to, you know, this farmer's market and I saw this item that reminded me of my book, and so I bought it to put on my shelf to help me celebrate my book. So you're combining your personal life with your business. And, you know, maybe putting quotes from your book up on social media, maybe tagging people and saying, oh, this quote from my book reminded me of you. And so you're involving your audience with your posts. Um, I think as authors, you don't have to get as personal. For me, for coaches and speakers, you do because people are buying you. People are hiring you for your personality. And so for me, I am pretty open book. I mean, of course, there's intimate personal things with my family that I don't share. And we have a lot of private family time. But if if you look at my Facebook or even what I do you know, in my videos and everything, I am pretty open and I will post a lot of personal things, you know, even oh, my daughter got this part in her play or, you know, today I had 40 women over, this last Sunday I had 40 women over my own personal home to celebrate one year of masterminding together and I decided to open my home to them because I feel like if I'm, you know, transparent and just myself, they're seeing that I'm walking the talk and I genuinely care with my heart. It's my passion, my purpose, what I do. And so it's fun for me. I don't feel like it's work. And so I don't feel violated in any way like my business and personal life are kind of crowding in on each other. I feel I feel good and happy about it. So you have to decide what your balance is and what you're comfortable with. 
Yeah, yeah, agree. It's it's sort of um, you, you may be pushed around by by the opinions and by the trends in social media and and uh, by different business coaches. But I, I truly believe that you are the one who should decide for yourself where is that balance and how where do you feel comfortable with things so totally agree with you on that okay so um let's talk a little bit about um when when you are just starting with you when you are actually getting front of your audience the the very first time of course it's scary of course you sort of you know you put your stuff out there like you know in our case you put your book out there and you don't and then you don't know how what kind of feedback you're gonna get and obviously there is no book out there no single one which doesn't ever get a bad review so eventually it will hit back to you (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, maybe one out of 10 will be a relatively bad one. So for someone who hasn't got to that point when he's confident enough not to let that hurt him, you know, that might be a bit difficult to absorb. So how do you advise to deal with the upcoming criticism? Yeah, good point. Um and I have been blessed with my book, at least on Amazon. I haven't had, I shouldn't say it, but <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but I haven't had any bad reviews on Amazon. But I did have, you know, I'm I'm blessed to almost always get great positive feedback. And I had it happen to me this past January. I had a very large goal-setting seminar for men and women um, near my home at a big event venue and it was really freaky. I had someone, I have no idea who it was, place a really cruel, mean note in my purse, criticizing me like basically like 10 things wrong with me. Wow. And it did bother me. Not, not necessarily. I really didn't get that bothered about that I believed it because I get so much positive feedback that I felt. But it was more the violation of someone bothering to take their energy and put, try to put bad energy toward me. And then I had someone I know the same thing, very similar thing happened. And so I suggest that you really form the foundation of knowing who you are and what you're offering to the world and getting that feedback. And then when something like that happens, you're going to realize that there's just those people that, that you know, in, the, in America, we call them haters. Yeah. You know, there's going to be those people that maybe their life is so miserable that you're reminding them of their life being miserable. And so they're trying to bring you down. It could be that they just feel like they need to have a power trip and have an opinion. Or maybe sometimes it really is constructive criticism. I try to take it in if somebody says something negative and go, is this applicable? Is it something that I could change? Or is it just kind of ridiculous? And learn from it. Because sometimes it's something, maybe it's it's worded harshly, but maybe it's something we really could change. And so I think as long as you're not getting hundreds of bad reviews, then I think to try to look at it like, okay, I'm becoming famous. I'm getting known. People are bothering to spend their time critiquing me. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there are always, I don't even know whether, you know, when you're getting a criticism, it's about you or it's about the person who criticizes you because, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes that may be the case and then, you know, it's, it's not personal at all and you've got nothing to do with that. It's, you know, you're irrelevant in that case because it's, it's the person who has issues as, as you mentioned. So, um, so yeah, very interesting. Well, 
when you are um, actually, I mean, you're also a speaker and authors may get into that situation uh, periodically, you know, especially once they get a certain success and at a cert- they are at a certain stage when they, they are becoming known, they may be asked to speak uh, on public. And, yes. and sometimes, I mean, usually uh, everyone says that writers are uh, introverts by nature. Yeah. So most probably they won't really feel comfortable in that situation. And, uh, you know, what would you advise people who are doing it for the first time and are a bit anxious about that? Are there any tips to sort of, you know, to make the experience easier? Yes. I think that public speaking is the number one fear anyway, even for people that are outgoing. And so I I do run into that a lot, even with extroverts, that they're terrified of public speaking. And again, it's a lot of what is the unknown and uncertain, and we don't know how the crowd is going to react. And so it is scary. And I think that the best advice is to start by taking a speaking class or a Toastmaster's and just putting yourself out there with a small group and learning the techniques. And then I am really big on not using too many speaking techniques and just being yourself. But it will, by taking a class or a Toastmasters, it will give you that framework. So then you'll be able to let go and be yourself eventually. And just start practicing in front of a very small amount of people or even the mirror or even recording yourself. And keep watching yourself back until you feel that it's it's somewhat good enough at least. And I know for some people who really don't like public speaking, they will request an interview instead. Like I I had a celebrity, a well-known celebrity that I asked to speak at one of my events. And she said, will you please interview me? I don't like public speaking. And she did great. So you could also request that. Is there any way I could give you interview questions and you interview me? And that's a lot more comfortable for some people. So I think with authors, that's a lot more acceptable Mm -hmm. than someone who advertises themselves as a speaker. Yeah. Yeah, agree. So basically, um, yeah, the good news is that it's not only the authors. Everyone is afraid of public (laughs) speaking. (laughs) That's kind of comforts the things. So yeah, that's that's that makes things easier. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what about, I mean, the, there is really interesting thing here. Um, very often I speak with writers and although they are storytellers, although they come up with exceptional books, sometimes they have trouble telling their own story. Like, you know, when we are talking about branding and positioning themselves and all that stuff, they sort of, you know, they have so many stories in their heads that they don't really know how to pick the one, the main message of their own story and to stick with that. So are, are there any ways like, you know, how one should approach when he's starting kind of, you know, creating his own message that he wants to share in terms of positioning himself as an author brand? Yeah, I think, I think start by writing your bio. And when you're writing your bio, you may want to get someone to help you that knows you or is is familiar with writing bios, even if you are a writer. Because what I've seen is people will downplay what they've done. And then you get the right person asking you questions. You say, oh my gosh, I, I completely forgot about that. And so you sit there and, you know, spend a couple of hours. And I would just write down every single thing you can remember that you've ever done in your life related to being an author or being 
whatever your career may be. And then you go back and you cross out the things that are just, you know, totally not needed. But sometimes when you do it that way, things pop up like, oh my gosh, I forgot I did that for six months. That looks very impressive in my bio. Even if it was 20 years ago, I can add it in. Or, you know, even for me personally, I remember I was writing my bio and I did it, that method where I was writing down everything I could ever remember that I did that might be related. And I had forgotten for a year I worked in a domestic violence shelter and really helped um, counsel and coach the women. And I had forgotten about that. And that's a big thing to write related to what I do. I had a personal trainer that became a life coach with me and I was helping her write her bio and she had forgotten to write that she had like 15 years of experience in competitive gymnastics and had won like 16 awards. Wow. And I said, that's huge. That's like, that's so much credibility for someone to want you as a trainer. And she says, oh, I didn't realize. And I said, oh my goodness. So, so I think we forget to brag about ourselves, to celebrate our own successes. And then you can go back and look and say, which things do I feel excited about? Which things do I feel my audience would relate to? And that will help you narrow it down to pick some things that match whatever you're advertising, whatever types of books you're writing, you know, or whatever your business is. And you can use those. Your bio may be two pages long. It may be gigantic. But when you talk about yourself, you want to just pick two or three things and just say them quickly. You don't want to talk to people for an hour about what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because then you you become boring. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they ask, you know, unless they ask. Yeah, yeah, unless they do. (laughs) To speak on a stage about that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I guess, I don't know, I mean, that was really useful. We, we sort of covered many things and you, you, you brought insights that will be very useful for, for people who are going through these stages. So um, I guess uh, we can sort of, you know, wrap it up in terms of, you know, what is the one big advice that you're usually giving out to people who who need to boost their confidence? You know, the, the most effective exercise that will be great for, for you authors out there um, is every six to eight weeks, make a list of everything you're doing in your life. So make a list and, you know, anything you're doing, not sleep, but just like how long are you spending writing, what hobbies, what are you doing for your career, um, what are some of your habits, how much are you working out, and then make a second list of your dreams, visions, and goals, things that in the next few years you really want to accomplish, that you're passionate about, and go back to both lists and label each item how much you love it passionately from zero to 100%. And go back and look like, so if you're going to regularly go to lunch with someone and you only feel 50% excited about that, or if if your goal is to write a 300-page book and then you say, oh, I'm only 70% excited about that, start to analyze it and make the goal that from now on you're going to work at doing things in your life that you only feel 100% about. And it's going to help you narrow down what you really want in your life and what you really want to do. You can do this with topics, with book titles, with everything. And it just starts to live that way where you're only going out with people. You're only doing projects. You're only taking part in activities that you feel 100% about. Wow, amazing. Yeah, I t- I, that, that will definitely change the quality of your life, guys. I can al- already imagine that. 
Okay, so uh, before we part, um, it was really, really nice talking to you. And I'm sure that um, some of the listeners would like to get in touch with you and would like to find out more about you. So where do they go? Yeah, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Um, and my book is called, I've, I've co-authored a lot of books, but my main book that I wrote that made bestseller is Getting Your Life to a 10 Plus. And my website is kimlifecoach.com. And then I actually have a confidence course that you can do at your own pace online and you get it for a whole year and you can look that up at kimsconfidencecourse.com. Okay, great. So um, check them out. see what you can get because we I mean obviously we couldn't cover everything in half an hour but we we tried our best I hope you still got value from the interview but if you want to get more then check out Kim's websites okay well thanks a lot thank you so much I had so much fun (laughs) thank you Okay, well, it seems that's all I had for you today. As you see, things, everything changes, but nothing does. I mean, it's it's still me, it's still my voice, it's still the topics we're interested in, and it's still the natural flowing conversation that we will be having from now on as well. So um, just before I leave you, uh, once again, please go and visit the membership site to get more details and check it out at annialexander.com backwards slash membership. I would really love to see you there and to have you as part of the awesome group that I'm really excited about launching. So um, make sure you check it out now uh, because I have a special offer for my audience it won't stay there for much longer but i really want to make sure that whoever was with me from the very start gets the best deal okay uh, meanwhile just you know move forward keep inspired um, and don't give up